No, that was, uh, that was from South Park when Dio came to play the school dance. And uh, he goes, are you ready to rock? And then uh, everybody's just like, what? And Butter's like, well, sure, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and then they start playing Holy Diver. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Welcome back to WTM Watch This Movie. I am Eric Mulder. So he says wrecked him, damn near killed him. Joining me today is Mr. Wolfie T. How are you, sir? Yeah, doing it. Well, I just feel that we're all made exactly the way we're supposed to be. Oh, no, hell no, I'm a Christian, and you ain't gonna sit there and blame God for how you look, okay? I'm a Christian. (laughs) (laughs) And say hello to Jason Neeling. Hello, Jason Neeling. Hello. Jason's a legend, Jimmy. A legend. You see, wait, what? What? What were you going to say? I was going to say, got a new clip. Oh, yeah? What? You should already have it. That, there was another Jason one from different Jason movie. You're just bringing this up now. <laughs> I'm, I mean, it can wait until the next episode. We don't need to hear it right now, but... You couldn't. There's deme- another option. You couldn't there. have mentioned this like ten minutes ago. Well, I didn't think of it until he played that one. <laughs> what is it? I don't even remember exactly how it goes. Can you, can you reenact it? I don't remember how it goes exactly. All right. Well, see, so last episode we did "Stand by Me" from '86, so we're jumping forward just a year. Yeah. For my birthday, well, I guess Jason and my birth year. And did Mr. Brett's birth year, 87. It's a pretty solid year. Yeah. Pretty solid. It was all right. You know, there's no 86, but... It was the year that Hulk Hogan slammed Andre the Giant <laughs> in front of 93,000 people. <laughs> in Pontiac, Detroit, wasn't it? At the Pontiac Silverdome, <laughs> just outside of Detroit, Michigan. Which is where this movie takes place. Whoever wrote RoboCop had... Just amazing foresight for <laughs> how things would end up in the future. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the Nostradamus of 80s sci-fi action movies. Where does They Live take place? They Live? Uh, that just I think LA. that's like L.A. I think it's California. Because I know it seemed to, it was at least filmed there, but I feel like there's another... Like dystopian sci-fi type movie that takes place in Detroit. Uh, Don't Breathe is in Detroit. 
That's see, that's not dystopian future. That's just now. <laughs> that's just now. That's just happening now in the neighborhood of all the foreclosed empty houses, <laughs> where the one guy who has money still lives. Yeah, what was that article I read about Nestle taking all the water? <laughs> like outside of Detroit, like that's where Nestle Detroit? gets a, gets a lot of I thought Nestle water. was just like raping all of Africa or something. I thought they were getting their water from here. I don't know. I heard they passed some pretty strict uh, water regulation laws in Michigan recently. Mm. After, you know, Flint had lead in their water for like 100 years. Yeah. Isn't Detroit rebuilding these days, though? I hear a bunch of hipsters are flocking there and making this whole new art scene and stuff. They're building up. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really uh, follow the gentrification of poor (laughs) neighborhoods. (laughs) It's not really the news that I follow. Uh, Man. So it'd be like that, uh, that city that the corporation was trying to build in. Robocop. What was that called? I think I wrote it down. While you're figuring that out, I'll go through some of the deets here. Directed by Paul Verhoeven. Starring Peter Weller, Nancy Allen, Dan O'Herlihy. Yeah, Dan O'Herlihy. Ronnie Cox, Kurtwood Smith, Miguel Ferrer, uh, Robert Doqui, who, if you (laughs) listen to our episode on uh, coffee he was king george king george 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 <laughs> he's a pimp and a pusher <laughs> yeah he sure is he's got a nice car nice house yeah stable of young whores yeah one of them had herpes or something i don't know and she was like out of commission for a week or something <laughs> uh also starring ray wise felton perry uh, let's see here if I'm missing anybody. By the way, it was Delta City. Is what oh, yeah, okay, yeah, Delta City. What their project was called. Yeah, um, Jason and I were talking, you know, we're big Twin Peaks fans, so we talked about, oh, there's two Twin Peaks uh, characters in here. Yeah. We got uh, Albert, who is Miguel Ferrer, or Albert in Twin Peaks, and then Leland Palmer in Twin Peaks, who is Ray Weiss, but we're forgetting there's a third. What? cast member no yes who mr or i should say old man packard no way yeah he's the he was like the chairman of the board guy uh daniel hurley he is his real name the old man yeah no yeah old man packard comes back from the dead in season two spoilers (laughs) right right. no but in robocop he's the old man yeah the old like the the head of the company yeah, guy? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Robot. Yeah. Dick Jones is like the guy. He's, it's Ronnie Cox. Dick Jones is the guy that's trying to pitch him the idea to. Mm-hmm. And Albert is also trying to pitch him his idea. You know, they're competing for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What What was his character's name? The <laughs> old man. Yeah, the old man. Really? <laughs> yeah. He was like the chairman of the board. He like ran the whole Omnicorp. Yeah, the guy they were trying to impress and. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's Packard. What the hell? So he was in Halloween 3. Oh, wait. Last Starfighter, old Robocop 2. I was thinking of somebody else. Yeah, yeah. And Twin Peaks, Andrew okay. Packard. Yes. Andrew so there's Packard. three Twin Peaks alum here. 
I alumni. can't believe I didn't alumnus. recognize him at all. But this came out first, so. Yeah, it did. I don't know how that works with the <laughs> semantics. Um, Nancy Allen. Uh, I've seen her in a lot of things in the early 80s. She was in Blowout and uh, Dressed to Kill. She was in some Brian De Palma stuff. Was She's she Brian De Palma's wife? She might have been. Um, I thought she was married to one of the directors that she kept showing up in their movies. Yep. Uh, right. Yeah. He, she married Brian De Palma in 1979 and divorced. In 84. So that's why she stopped being in his movies. Yep. It's called nepotism. (laughs) (laughs) That was rampant in the 80s. Remember uh, Spielberg put his wife in Temple of Doom. Did he? Yeah. The annoying, the the worst part of Temple of Doom is his. Oh, that's his wife? I didn't know that was his wife. Or at least girlfriend at the time, something like that. Family Guy made a joke about it where Stewie was short round. He's like, you only in movie because you sleeping with director. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Adam Sandler still brings his family along in all his movies. Yeah, I didn't. I noticed because in that newer movie from Netflix, his wife is in it. And yeah. I, I didn't realize, she, I mean, she's in a lot of the more recent Adam Sandler movies, mm-hmm. but she is in Big Daddy. She mm-hmm. she had a bit role. She was a waitress. Yeah. She was the one that talks to the kid like, who are you cheering for? And he's like, the goddamn Jets. <laughs> yeah, I don't know when they got married, but I just noticed like every time I look at one of his more recent movies, like her and then their kids are on the cast mm-hmm. list somewhere. Yep. Yep. He can do what he wants. Yep. Judd Apatow always puts his well, his wife and kids in his movies. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Uh good on him. All right. <laughs> Storyline of Robocop. And a dy- and a dystopic? Dystopic? How do you pronounce that? I think it's dystopic. I think it's either way. Okay. Dystopic. In crime-ridden Detroit, a terminally wounded cop returns to the force as a powerful cyborg haunted by submerged memories. So. It's pretty sweet. Pretty much it. Yeah. And right off the bat, this movie lets you know when it came out because the title flies right at you straight out of the 80s. Robocop. Right. And like the music that's scoring the background makes it seem like it's a like a horror movie or a thriller or something. I guess you could say this is an action thriller, but it's more just an action movie. Yeah. Sci fi action. Sure. But yeah, it's kind of weird opening title card, I'd say. A little bit. And then the like the news stories kind of give you a little background that it's kind of in the future, like a dystopian future. You know, it seems like the world is struggling, well, and uh, of Detroit course, but, especially. Yeah, but they so, they bring up South Africa, of course, because that was a hot yeah, topic in the late eighties. Hot topic, yeah. Lethal Weapon Two. Yeah, <laughs> it was a major plot. It was eighty nine, but that was a major movie. plot point. Yeah. So, what did Detroit look like in the eighties, like when this movie was made? I mean, it was already past its heyday, kind of. Yeah, but it wasn't. It was still pretty strong because the. It had to have been strong because the car companies were still going strong. Were they? Yeah. They didn't know. need a bailout until the yeah. 2000s, so <laughs> I'm sure they were doing but, okay. I mean, we had an influx of Asian automobiles. I mean, I was yes. thinking, I mean, you know, I don't. You were just watching uh, 
was it gung ho using gung ho i think it's no. gung ho it's the here, i'll look it up it's the uh it doesn't sound 80s familiar. comedy with michael keaton where their car factory gets taken over by an asian company that doesn't sound familiar ron howard directed it um Let's see, nineteen eighty. Fuck, eighty six. Eighty six. Is it called Gung Ho? Yeah. Yeah. I have not seen that, but yeah. When a Japanese car company buys an American plant, the American liaison must mediate the clash of work attitudes between the foreign management and native labor. I was thinking this would be the point where. The American automobile industry was starting to go downhill. So then, you know, New Detroit was like them looking into this dark future where, oh shit, everything fell apart. Just pretty on point. Could be. Gung Ho. It's a very mediocre comedy. <laughs> Gung Ho. All right. Um, so, yeah, what else did you guys notice from the beginning there? So I noticed. Well, they Wait, were- actually. Before we get into that, we also got to say, you know, Jones isn't here today. Oh, fuck Jones. <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot of clips that Jones could use from RoboCop. Because uh, what's his, what I, I just said his name. Dick Cox. Jones. His name well, is... yeah, I know Dick Jones, but the real name. Oh, Ronnie, Ronnie Cox. Ronnie Cox. Yeah, he's Dick Jones. And whenever they refer to him, they're, they always like say Jones or like they never. Jones. Like when they already established that's who they're talking about in their conversation, they still keep on saying his name over and mm. over again. It's pretty funny. <laughs> um, I actually have a collection of some of those clips here. I just play that right now, I think. I figure they're greenlighting Delta City. What are you kidding? They never do anything ahead of schedule. It's Jones. He's got the 209 series online and now he wants to show off. Oh, that's a, that's a tough break, Bob. What? 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 Well... ED-209 ran into a series of delays and cost overruns. The old man ordered a backup plan. Have a nice Probably day. just to light a fire under Jones's ass. Yeah? Oh, Bob here gets the assignment. Uh, yeah? <laughs> Nobody in security concepts takes it seriously. It's a better plan. Fucking Jones. I'd go straight to the old man if I could. Don't mess with Jones, man. He'll make sushi on us. <sighs> yeah, you better be careful, man. I hear Jones is a real shark. Who asked you, twerp? Bob. <laughs> Jones, Jones, Jones. And I didn't realize before that they they keep just saying the old man, the yeah, old yeah, man. Yeah, it makes sense when you, when you rewatch it again. They're like, oh yeah, they don't ever say that guy's name, so yeah. he's credited as the old man. I think don't fuck with Jones, he'll make sushi out of you. Might be my favorite out of that. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a good one. Oh, fuck Jones. <laughs> um. I gotta ask you guys something. Are you guys down with OCP? <laughs> yeah, you know me. <laughs> What's it stand for again? Uh, commercial products, something. Omni consumer products. Omni consumer products. So they run the Detroit Police Department now. Yeah. So private corporation has taken over a public service, more or less. Well, I was gonna mention too in the, uh, in the opening <laughs> uh, newscast whatever uh they they bring up the main villain bodiker what's his first name what i forget it's but uh it's uh kurtwood smith terrence bodiker yeah 
And he's responsible for Red the, Foreman. Is he's name. responsible for <laughs> yeah. the death of thirty-one policemen. <laughs> yeah, it's quite the body count he'd already yeah, it is. amounted to. And uh, so rang up. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> it was Clarence, not Terrence. I'm still thinking of uh, the other Terrence you're talking about. Oh, Terrence Howard. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, there's a. You know, it's a dystopian movie feature. It's a bit of a social commentary, as with a lot of Paul Verhoeven's work. Um, so you could see the you know private corporations taking over the uh, public sector is uh, not a good idea. Also, kind of a metaphor for Big Brother and big government, mm-hmm. authoritarian government. Right. I think a lot of people would agree with that these days, with the uh, you know for-profit prisons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How long have those been around? Pretty much a while, a long fucking time. Yeah. I thought it, that just started in like the early two thousands, late nineties, yeah. maybe. They always made profit, like not necessarily the prison, but the well, people like who private fucking... prisons, like oh, prisons owned right. by corporations. Yeah, that's relatively new. It wasn't going on when this movie came out. Well, but I mean, like you know, prison overcrowding happened way before even private prisons. Sure. And so basically. The well, government or whoever the government hired is benefiting off of, hey, let's just lock up more people and build more prisons and we'll create jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You say something? Well, I was going to say the overcrowding would be the catalyst for the private pri- private prisons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Supply and demand. Yep. <laughs> Thanks, Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that 94 crime bill. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, I mean, you can tell not everyone's necessarily on board with OCP. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, you know me, but especially the cops, they really <laughs> dislike it. Threatening mm-hmm. to go on strike, uh, especially that that the chubby dude. guy in the towel yeah. who's the wokest fat <laughs> fuck in the towel. Talk about how shitty uh, OCP is. Yeah, you know that scene Consumer struck me. Products. How would you feel if you're standing there in a towel and then your boss comes in and starts screaming at you? It's a pretty <laughs> vulnerable position. <laughs> Yeah, especially with the uh, all the naked women around too yeah. in this co-ed locker room. Yeah, is yeah, Brett, you pointed out is that off the show or did you say that on the show or? I don't think so. I think uh, yeah, because you were saying that it's a running theme in Paul, Verhoeven movies. Paul Verhoeven loves his co-ed locker room shower <laughs> scenes. <laughs> Done that a few times. Starship Troopers. Is there another one? I've stopped in my head. I don't know if I can name one. I haven't seen Showgirls, but it seems like there might be some sort of a co-ed locker room situation going on. That's what I was thinking, <laughs> but I haven't seen it either. Well, I guess I didn't haven't seen the shows because she isn't just like a stripper. She's a showgirl, so she is in some productions like in Vegas. I don't know if there's male members to that. That's odd that you would use the term members <laughs> <laughs> in that situation. It's a but, double entendre. But yeah, I was no st- <laughs> when Murph meets his new partner, Nancy Allen, they are just eye-fucking the shit out of each other. Did you notice that? Yeah. And I was like, Jesus, keep it in your pants. <laughs> like, Murph's married, happily married with one or two kids. He's got one kid. Yeah, his son. His one kid who wants <clears throat> to be like that TV character. <laughs> yeah. Flip his gun around. Yeah. yeah. I always think it's funny in 80s movies, all the women are just so, they're attractive in such an 80s way. You know, 
Mm-hmm. It was the eighties. Sure. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, and then even uh, when <laughs> when Murph and uh, his partner get to their vehicle for the first time, and uh, he's like, "I'll drive." I usually drive when I'm breaking in a new re- a new partner. Yeah. And then they're like, it's almost like they both wink at the camera. It's like, <laughs> yeah. and here's another double entendre for you. Yeah. I usually drive when I break in a new partner. It's like, what are you talking <laughs> It's like, you're in a new precinct. Maybe you should let someone who knows it <laughs> <laughs> drive you around first. Hashtag me too. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Peter Weller, what do you guys think of his performance in here? I think I have, I have a working theory as to why he's not in much else other than RoboCop. Because he's kind of a shitty actor, I think. <laughs> well, I thought... Like, he's perfect for this role, I think. But like, like, this time when I watched... I, I thought they got into the the RoboCop stuff a lot quicker than I, I had remembered. Like, I thought it was later in the movie when, when they start doing the transition. But it's probably about 20 minutes in. And uh, he's he's good as a robot. I don't know as a human. I don't know. Although looking at his filmography, I may I might have to eat my own words because he is in Naked Lunch, which I which I have not seen, but I've heard good things about based off of that famous book. He's also in The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai across the what eighth thirteenth uh, eighth dimension. I Wait, not, why I do I know that movie? I don't know. We they did talk it. about that movie in some other movie. I didn't care for that one. I'd never seen it, but I see he's like the main character in Naked Lunch, so I may have to give him another shot. Although he's still like not in much other things. <laughs> he was in Butch and Sundance the early days. <laughs> see, I saw that come up the other day. I don't know if it was advertised, or I mean I saw it on demand or something like that. It reminded me of that bogus journey the charade scene. Yeah, but I thought he said Butch and Sundance, the early years. Yeah. Is that like a second one? Is there a sequel to the prequel that isn't Butch and Sundance, <laughs> the original? I don't know. Maybe he suffered from the Mandela effect. <laughs> yeah. He meant early days, but it's I mean, early Mandela years. would have been dead for three years by the time that movie came out. Maybe we're having a Mandela for effect. For certain people. <laughs> for a year ago when we did Bogus Journey. We just don't remember that we all said early days. I just blame the Mandela effect on any time I can't remember something correctly. Yeah. Then I'm never wrong, because in my reality, I'm always right. Of course. Oh, I guess I'd even recognize Peter Weller in Star Trek in the Darkness. He doesn't have a huge role, but he's in there. Hmm. But yeah, um, yeah, maybe he just fits the role so much. I mean, plus you don't really get that much... I mean, Peter Weller doesn't have that much screen time as Murphy. Mm-hmm. He's pretty yeah. much just RoboCop most of the time. Not when he's RoboCop, he's RoboCop. You can't get a great feel for his acting chops. It's kind of like, you know, you watch Terminator and Terminator 2. Like, especially Terminator 2. I can remember when I was a kid. And, I, you know, that was like one of my favorite movies. And I was like, God, Arnold Schwarzenegger is so great in here. Great act. You know, people give him shit for acting, but oh, he's so good in here. And it's like, well... He's, he's being a robot. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to show much range. He's yeah. just a fucking robotic and monotone. Can you act emotionless? <laughs> yes, yes, you can. I will give it a try. <laughs> can we pepper in some fun facts, or do you want to save them for the end? Because hey, everybody, here's some fun facts. <laughs> Let him rip. Just reminded me of some. So Schwarzenegger was apparently uh, 
one of the options for RoboCop, but oh. they chose Weller because he was skinnier and could like the the suit would be too big on Arnold. Probably cost more. Yeah, and just look weird. It would be super being all bulky. super huge over his muscles. He looked like Super Shutter from Secret of the Ooze. Yeah. What? Kay. You guys aren't Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle two fans? It's a good movie. I liked it better than the first one. <laughs> well, I w- would almost agree with you, except they don't even use their fucking weapons in the second one. But it's got so <laughs> much funny stuff. It's a lot. It's a lot more comedic. Yeah, the game is definitely better than the first one. I played them, but I. My friend the first had, one is hard and sucks. I played Two them and three at, are great. I played them at my friend's house. I never had them myself. Jason, you didn't play the side-scrolling Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle games? Is that the original Nintendo? Yeah. No. Super Nintendo is my arcades. first. They had them at arcades, yeah. too. Oh. They're very popular arcade. Two oh, and three. maybe. They're walking down the street, and it's like, yeah. you can go mm-hmm. up and down. Yep. Yeah. Pizza gives that. you health. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's coming back to me. I'll come back to me now. <laughs> uh, I had another fun fact. Uh, I thought this was pretty funny. Here's a fun fact. Yep. Uh, Weller thought that it would be fun if RoboCop was really fast, moved like a dancer, <laughs> but his, his suit was too heavy, so he went with the slow robotic <laughs> movements instead. Yeah, they would have to have a suit made out of that shitty cheap foam that all the cops get to use as body armor. <laughs> right. I was talking to Brett at work. Or they could CGI it like they probably did in the remake. Yeah. Jason, what do you think? Because when Peter Weller gets blown away about a hundred times when he's shot, you know, they're all, they all put on their, make it a big point to put on their body armor when they go to work or go out into the streets. Hmm. And it just looks like, you know, like foam football pads. Hmm. But, do you think that armor actually stops a couple of bullets before it becomes useless, or is it just useless all around? I don't know. Because they I kind didn't... of they all riddle them pretty effectively. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so that does armor just does not work against bullets? It's like, why the fuck do you even wear it? You know? Yeah. But maybe it, like it stops the first few, but then it can only withstand so many. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't really notice. I didn't look that closely at the armor in there. I guess, but Kevlar, you know, yeah. they make bulletproof vests out of. I mean, it stops yeah. bullets. Yeah. A couple of them, at least. Yeah. This foam <laughs> shit does not. It's yeah. not designed to be stopping like a thousand bullets from yeah. AK-47s. Because yeah. when they're operating on him, his torso is just riddled with holes. Yeah, I guess so. It, doesn't, it didn't like stop any. It didn't feel like I mean, if you that. shot somebody with a bulletproof vest a hundred times, yeah. they'd probably That's die anyway. It was close range, too. So Yeah. Yeah. Where did his partner get shot? I forget. Did she get shot in the chest? Well, no, she, uh, remember she got kind of thrown off of like the second floor onto, it was kind of basically yeah. a bunch of boxes. She just kind of knocked out, right? Yeah, because the henchman comes in there like, oh, I found her sneaking around up, you know, wherever. You know, these, I took her out and mm-hmm. like starts laughing. I think she, I have a clip from there. She gets shot at the end, too. Yeah, but let's, uh, I'll get to another clip here. We don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. This is the uh, pitch that Dick Jones has given to the old man. The old ED-209. Yeah. Stands for enforcement droid, not not erectile dysfunction. (laughs) Take a close look at the track record of this company. 
and you'll see that we have gambled in markets traditionally regarded as non-profit. Hospitals, prisons, space exploration. I say good business is where you find it. As you know, we've entered into a contract with the city to run local law enforcement. But at Security Concepts, we believe an efficient police force is only part of the solution. No, we need something more. We need a 24-hour-a-day police officer, a cop who doesn't need to eat or sleep, a cop with superior firepower and the reflexes to use it. Fellow executives, it gives me great pleasure to introduce you to the future of law enforcement. Ed 209 is a self-sufficient law enforcement robot. 209 is currently programmed for urban pacification, but that is only the beginning. After a successful tour of duty in old Detroit, we can expect 209 to become the hot military product for the next decade. Dr. McNamara. We'll need an arrest subject. Mr. Kenny. Yes, sir. Would you come up and give us a hand, please? Yes, sir. Mr. Kenny is going to help us simulate a typical arrest and disarming procedure. Mr. Kenny. Use your gun in a threatening manner. Point it at Ed 209. Yes, sir. Please put down your weapon. You have 20 seconds to comply. Can play all of it. This gets pretty loud. <laughs> and the sound effects in this movie are hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Robo I don't cops know what... walking around. <laughs> <laughs> and it starts like growling. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Mr. Kinney. He was so excited to be involved, too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> and then he starts trying to hide behind people. Everyone's like, get the yeah. fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Throw him to the wolves. He should have just run between his legs and gone downstairs. He would have been well, safe. There's a bit of a malfunction at the junction. <laughs> a glitch. <laughs> It's a bit of a glitch. A glitch. Um, yeah, the the squib work, uh, bloody as hell. Oh my goodness! Right. I wouldn't necessarily say it makes it more realistic because you're thinking, is there that much blood and gore inside of people? <laughs> but big fan of squibs, and I mean, obviously, super or um, Starship Troopers and <laughs> Super Troopers. Starship Troopers is also really bloody, but there's a lot of there's some CGI in there because you know they're fighting alien bugs. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's gory when the people are getting killed, but some of that's just CGI anyways because it's a big alien, what do you want to call it? Invasion? Well, no, but I meant like when they're killing them, like crushing or impaling the humans with like their appendages Mm -hmm. that are sharp, like T-1000 sharp. But 
Anyways, yeah, he's uh, great with those squibs. Why did ED-209 have to shoot him so many times? Seemed like it was very inefficient. Like he <laughs> had <be> thorough. <laughs> he had like mini guns on it, on it, you know, mm-hmm. like machine guns. <laughs> well, at least he's not making the same mistake as a lot of people in movies where they think a person is dead and they can easily just finish <laughs> him off with a headshot and know for sure. Yeah. Like the next scene. <laughs> When Peter Weller or Murphy gets killed by Red Foreman. He even did get a headshot. Yep. It still didn't work. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about how the uh, the car chase on the way to the warehouse? So they're in the van and uh, Boddicker's pissed because they blew up the money. It's all burnt and shit. Mm-hmm. And then they get in the shootout and uh, this dude Bobby gets shot and they... Uh, they open the back of the, the truck, and he goes, hey, can you fly Bobby? And he just throws Bobby at the cops. <laughs> <laughs> right in the windshield. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when they get there, uh, they split up. Nancy Allen gets disposed of, or I should say taken taken out. She goes, knocked unconscious by one of the henchmen. She goes peeping on that guy who's taking a peeps. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, uh, Murph... Kind of catches one or two of them, but then Le- old Leland Palmer comes up behind him, and they have the drop on him. So, put that alive. And... You're coming with me. Yeah. Make sure you remember that for the end. <laughs> I have a clip here of when I'm sorry. What's um, Red Foreman's name in here? Clarence Boddicker. Boddicker. Yeah. Boddicker. B. Yep. Boddicker. And boy, Boddicker. Um, and when he shows up and he starts chewing up the scenery a little bit. Well, what have we here? You a good cop? Hot shot? <laughs> I'm sure you are. Why, you got to be some kind of great cop. Come in here all by yourself. <laughs> Where's your partner? Where's your partner? Well, guys, the other one was upstairs. She was sweet. Mm, mm, mm. I took her out. (laughs) I bet that really pisses you off. (laughs) You probably don't think I'm a very nice guy, do you? Buddy, I think you're slime. See, I got this problem. Cops don't like me, so I don't like cops. Yeah, the practical effects, I think, are pretty great in here with his hand getting blown off, and then they blow his arm off, and they proceed to shoot him a hundred times. Then they blow uh, his head, the back of his head out Mm -hmm. with the the final shot. Which is weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he doesn't... He's still alive! 
And then he gives him the headshot, and he's supposed he, the audience is supposed to think he's dead. But well, then they just bring him back. It's like, why don't you just do this for everyone? People would be immortal. <laughs> well, they were. Uh, they even took him to the hospital. He didn't quite die till they tried some CPR and shit. Yeah, it's like, okay. <laughs> Suspension of disbelief, but it seems like they could have just, you know, had a cop get shot a few times and like, right. oh, he's failing on the operating table. If we don't do anything, he's a goner. And then mm. they... Well, let's hook him up as a, like a robot, a cyborg. Like he doesn't have to really die before they hook him up. Well, I I think they wanted him brain dead so he didn't have any memories. Mm. Once he was a Robocop. But they had a method of wiping his memories anyway. They said at some point, like, oh, it doesn't matter what happens now. We're going to wipe it anyway. Yeah. I don't know. Apparently don't know that why, didn't work. I don't know why they needed a body because he was mad that they saved his arm. Or, uh, what's his name? Albert. <laughs> is that his name, Albert? No, in Twin Peaks, his name is Albert. Who is his name in here? His name in here is the guy who hates Jones. Bob Morton. <laughs> yeah, Morton. He's pissed that they saved uh, the arm that didn't get shot off. I thought it was getting a whole new body. <laughs> it seemed like they just wanted a, like the fundamentals of a cop brain so they don't have to train this robot. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly. He already knows the rules. But they programmed him. Yeah, why Why did they even need a human piece at all? They could have just made a robot cop. Because like, the only human part of him is his mouth. <laughs> yeah. Yep, pretty much. I guess they kept some of his face. but Yeah. It was like an ex machina type of deal because it was just like the front of his face and right. everything behind it was, it was robotic. Know. Yeah. Pretty quickly on, when they're monitoring him, he has this little freak out when he remembers himself getting shot a hundred times. He kind of freaks out in the lab. I also thought it was funny. Did you see they all like celebrated New Year's like in the lab? Mm -hmm. It's like, (laughs) because everyone's like constantly monitoring him. Right. Because he keeps kind of fading in and out Mm -hmm. of consciousness or robotic AI consciousness, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, apparently they just decided to get shit-faced and party in the lab yeah. i don't get it because who doesn't do that at work <laughs> party with the robot how about this guy <laughs> i'd buy that for a dollar <laughs> <laughs> oh. i don't get the joke but i would watch that show it's... to try and figure it out yeah that, that guy like... reminded me of captain spaulding Okay. Hmm. The cackle, you know? Yep. Says Today. something and then starts cackling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. A little bit. What were you going to say, Brett? Uh, I was going to say that show looked pretty solid. <laughs> <laughs> he just keeps putting his face in titties and saying, I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's all he says. Even in the next scene where Robocop breaks up a robbery here i mean the the tv on in the store 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 is showing it thank you for your cooperation good night i'll buy that for a dollar (laughs) 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 you want the fun fact for that one sure here's a fun fact dolphins aren't fish they're mammals (laughs) 
Apparently, the catchphrase is based on the catchphrase, Would you buy that for a quarter from a fictional radio show in Cyril M. Kornbluth's short story titled The Marching Morons. Okay, was that something that this movie was based on? The Marching Morons is a science fiction story uh, originally published in April 1951. Who did you say wrote it? uh, Cyril M. Kornbluth. Okay, yeah. Sounds made up. Because the a man from the past put into suspended animation by a freak accident is revived. So it sounds pretty. A lot of parallels probably between that and RoboCop. Because RoboCop was written by two people, Edward Newmeyer and Michael Miner. So mm-hmm. I mean, one's in the same writer, but perhaps it was still based upon previous uh, literature. Yeah. I can probably look it up right here. Huh. It kind of sounds a lot like, uh, what was that movie where everybody is stupid in the future? Idi- Idiocracy. Idiocracy. It sounds very similar. Okay. The world seems mad to Barlow, this revived guy, until somebody explain- explains the problem of population due to a combination of intelligent people not having children and excessive breeding by less intelligent people. Blah, blah, blah. The world is full of morons. Uh, I see in Wikipedia here that uh, a citation is needed, so take this with a little grain of salt, but apparently uh, Neumeyer uh, stated that he first got the idea of RoboCop when he walked with a friend past a poster for Blade Runner. He asked his friend what the film was about, and his friend replied, it's about a cop hunting robots. Uh, For him, this sparked the idea about a robot cop. While the two were attempting to pitch uh, the screenplay to Hollywood executives, they were accidentally stranded at an airplane terminal with a high-ranking movie executive for several several hours. Here, they were able to speak to him about the project and thus began the series of events which eventually gave rise to RoboCop. Hmm. So if true, that's a pretty interesting story. Big if true. But doesn't uh, seem to be based off of previous written work. So this is in 1981, Neumeyer wrote the first treatment, although Blade Runner came out in 82. So if that poster story is to be believed, it would be like a promotional poster, like, hey, this is coming out next year. Yeah. <laughs> Which they could have done, but maybe it was at the end of 81 when he wrote this treatment. Yeah. Or maybe they just wrote this wrong. The treatment came out in 82. But yeah. So you can't always believe fucking Wikipedia and IMDb. Internet's all bullshit, people. That's why you can't use it on your term paper. You gotta dust off those old encyclopedias. Yeah. You gotta scroll to the bottom and look at the Wikipedia sources. Yeah. I'm saying that the first one, it didn't have one. It's citation needed. Oh, right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the next paragraph I wrote had a citation, but I didn't want to click on it. Mm. All right. It's probably a virus. <laughs> The internet is just lies and viruses. Yep. All right, uh, let's get to (laughs) RoboCop uh, breaking up an attempted uh, rape. (laughs) Take it easy! We don't want to hurt you! It's too much hair! I know! We'll give it a hit! Hey! Hey! There's more hair down there! Hey! Get that 
Let the woman go. You are under arrest. You, you better back up, pal. Because he's going to kill her. He's going to kill her. Your move, creep. Madam, you have suffered an emotional shock. I will notify a rape crisis center. <laughs> Such a great oh. bedside manner from Robocop. <laughs> Very, yeah, empathetic. Uh, and, and talk about a headshot. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I got that one. So talking about the guy's penis that he <laughs> shot the off. The head of his dick. Butters, you don't shoot a guy in the dick. <laughs> What is it about 80s villains where they're they're just always cackling, you know? Like the clip with the other the guys too, stuff. they're just they're just always cackling like the Joker or something, you know? Yeah, I don't know. That is kind of the a thing to do. They're probably high on cocaine. Is that how bad guys <laughs> really were in the 80s? <laughs> they're probably all high on cocaine. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. They're just trying to motivate their minions. Mm-hmm. It's like their battle cry. <laughs> Yeah, their evil laugh. Yeah. Did we talk about the uh, RoboCop's prime directives? No, but we can. There's a clip here. You, you want to? He goes to for that. He goes to confront Dick Jones because he had uh, beat up uh, Boddicker. Boddicker. Yeah. Didn't kill him, but Boddicker is starting to. He's kind of afraid of dying, so he spills all the beans. You know, Dick Jones, I work for Dick Jones, OCP. <laughs> Just yeah. spilling all the beans. So that's a little later in the movie, but they, before he goes to stop all the crimes out in the streets, they go through them. Number, oh, number okay. one is to serve the public trust, two is to protect the innocent, and three is to, to uphold the law, and then number four is classified. Okay. I bet that's going to come back later in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's I was speaking mainly on Directive Four, right? But yeah, because that is basically uh, the next spot in the movie is after he, you know, stops a robbery and a rape. Well, there's that hostage situation too. Oh yeah, the guy, the politician, right? Yeah, RoboCop just drives right through the police tape, just right through it. <laughs> 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 then he gets gets out of the car and he's just I'll handle this. And then <laughs> he goes up and just like what does he do? He, he puts his hand through the wall and then he just pulls the guy oh, out. Yeah, that yeah. was pretty great. Does he throw him out the window? Um, a lot of people get thrown out of windows. So I think I, he I, went out a window and yeah. he landed on I a car. I think you're right. Because mm-hmm. he throws. This is just like threw that scene in there. Like, hey, yeah. Robocop does hostage negotiation too. <laughs> <laughs> do everything. He throws Bodeker out a out a window and then he uh he shoots Dick Jones out the window at the end. Yeah. But um yeah, you just want to get into that Bodeker part. Because it's Bodeker and oh, Ray yeah. Weiss. At the uh the cocaine factory. Yeah. <laughs> the cocaine factory. Which I was confused. Because the people packing the, the, the cocaine 
were fully closed and they had a lot of pockets. Yeah, if we've seen that, any movie with that is Coke. very unrealistic. Yeah, we all know everyone's <laughs> naked. It's always like women loading it up with brawn panties on. I've seen New Jack City. <laughs> or uh, American Gangster. Yeah. <laughs> That's how that works. But yeah, so uh, Boddicker went to, to negotiate some cocaine prices or whatever, and RoboCop shows up, and he pulls off the, the old Red Dead Redemption routine. Where he he goes into the the gunslinger mode and picks all his targets and then just shoots mm-hmm. rapid fire, yeah. which is pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. That auto track. <laughs> but Boddicker is spared. He gets thrown through a couple windows. Yeah, it seems like he could have easily died with the punishment he received, but he lives. <laughs> he had a it. lot of cuts on his face. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, he works for Dick Jones though. <laughs> yeah. So then RoboCop is on a mission to old Dick Jones's office. So he goes back to that OCP headquarters. Yeah. I have a clip from that where he confronts Dick Jones. Come in, officer. You know I don't usually see anyone without an appointment, but in your case, I'll make an exception. You are under arrest. Oh, on what charge? Aiding and abetting a known felon. Sounds like I'm in a lot of trouble. You better take me in. I will. What's the matter, officer? I'll tell you what's the matter. It's a little insurance policy called Directive 4. My little contribution to your psychological profile. Any attempt to arrest a senior officer of OCP results in shutdown. What did you think? That you were an ordinary police officer? You're our product. And we can't very well have our products turning against us, can we? Ah. Still a little fight left in you. Maybe you'd like to meet a friend of mine. I had to kill Bob Morton because he made a mistake. Now it's time to erase that mistake. We just skipped over Bob Morton's death. (laughs) No, I got a couple things that we we skipped over. So Robocop starts having his flashbacks. Mm -hmm. And then he starts tracking down the, the gang that shot him up. And he catches the one guy at the gas station, and then they blow that shit up. Yep. And then he tracks down uh, Leon Nash, which is Ray Weiss, his character, at mm-hmm. the club, and he tries to kick Robocop in the balls, <laughs> and that is ill-advised. Yep. <laughs> you know, balls of steel. Iron Balls McGinty. <laughs> the Jerk was on last night. You ever seen The Jerk? Yeah, it's been a while, though. When... Uh, the guys are talking to him about uh, basically gentrification. They're talking about some new, I think, new housing, something or other, and they're talking about keeping out the blacks. <laughs> but they're using different, like, the like code words. Yeah, well, different slurs and things like that. Mm. And obviously, Steve Martin is none the wiser. He doesn't know what the hell they're talking about. And then, like, they finally drop the N word on him, and he's like, 
no, sir, you were talking to an Edward, you know, and then he starts kicking their ass. Hmm. He's like karate moves. And then there's like the last guy standing and he kind of winds up and gives him a big kick right in the balls. But you just hear this clank and he's like, ah, and Steve Martin falls to the ground in pain. And then it cuts to the next scene and his wife's like, oh, don't feel bad. How are you supposed to know that was Iron Balls McGinty? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, if you remember, uh, Bob Morton was uh, chilling at the crib doing cocaine off a couple hookers. (laughs) (laughs) And old Boddicker shows up. Oh, fuck Jones. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck Jones, man. Yeah, Boddicker shows up. He shoots him in the legs, shows him the video of Jones admitting to everything, whatever (laughs) the plan was. Then, Seems like a did, risky video to make. Why would you make that? Did, I think they blew up his house, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, right. they blew up his house, right? Yeah, so. what did he... Yeah. I can't remember. I think so. It blew up. I don't remember what how he blew it up. Oh, he put a, he put a grenade on the table, on the coffee oh, table. That's right, yeah. Yep. And then it was counting down. Mm. This was one of those grenades that takes yeah. like 30 seconds. Old Bob and Morton's Morton. legs were broken, so he couldn't make it there in time to throw it out yep. the window or something. Wasn't he shot in the he legs? He got shot yep. in both yeah. legs, yeah. yeah. But he's high on cocaine, so he probably didn't feel <laughs> it. <laughs> there are worse ways to go. Um, so then yeah. the, uh, the old showdown, RoboCop and Ed 209. 2-9, easily. Fight to the finish. It's quick work of RoboCop. RoboCop barely escapes with his... Escapes to the stairwell. Life? <laughs> he escapes to the stairwell. Because if you want to call it a life, I don't... I don't know. Is he undead like a vampire or something? <laughs> say he escaped with 10% battery life left? <laughs> Is that what you want to say? <laughs> <laughs> he escaped with his battery life. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> But it's a good thing he he didn't go to the elevator because he'd probably be dead. He took the stairs. Mm-hmm. Real he- really healthy choice yep. to take the <laughs> stairs. <laughs> Just proving more and more how somewhat worthless ED-209 is because it can't maneuver stairs and it can't really run or change directions very fast. Like it can't even fit through doorways. Like, yeah. like it starts going down the stairs and it's like real hesitant. And then it's like, <laughs> I'm going to do this. <laughs> And then it just tumbles. Yeah. It looked like the Ewoks just threw a bunch of logs underneath it and just keeled over. Um, it was a fantastic scene. Yeah. That's the most humanity you see in that thing is where it's like, it's like a, I don't know, a cat pawing at water or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, it couldn't have done too much damage because they had it work in security outside the building later. Mm-hmm. So uh, how does he, Brett, why don't you tell us how RoboCop gets somewhat repaired? Well, they go back to uh, to the warehouse, right? Yeah, because, wait. Is Nan- that what you're alluding oh, he to? He takes his head off. Yeah. yeah. And he starts repairing himself. Okay. Yeah, well, because his partner, um, Nancy Allen, brings some supplies and tools for him to use. Yeah. To kind of uh, fix himself. But what else? I forget. There was another something semi-important happened there while he while he's fixing himself. Does he have another mm-hmm. flashback again? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Does he like draw his gun and point it or something? I forget. Well, they had to uh, adjust his uh, his aiming mechanism. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he couldn't aim. His uh, his vision was off. He was a 
shell of his former self mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. fixed a little bit. She was asking him about his family. Mm-hmm. And he said, I thought this was kind of weird. He said he couldn't remember them. But he was having pretty vivid flashbacks earlier, it seemed like. Did he say something like, I can't remember them, but I can feel them? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it was her fault because she kept saying, Hey, Murphy. Hey, Murphy, remember your wife and kid? Hey, Murphy. <laughs> remember how they all shot you? Hey, Murphy. <laughs> it could just be that um, you know he has those memories, but he can't put like names to faces. He just yeah. knows there's yeah. events that happened in his past. Well, he was told that it was his wife and kid, but yeah. Otherwise, it's just like a a video that he watched in his head. Yeah, like, he's oh, just that got seems some... like a bad situation there. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's your family that was murdered. Yeah, is she still there? No, she moved on. You were dead, man. I mean, that's, all I... that's right. Yeah, family wasn't murdered. Um, she just remarries, or at least moves. I don't know. Yeah. She remarried, but she's she's not holding well, out hope. Well, she said moved for, on. Yeah, she's not holding out hope for old Murphy to come back into her life. With his big I don't even want to call it what what kind of think what kind of memory you think Robocop has on him? I don't know if he has one. He's got something. He's all mechanical. He know. doesn't have any need for that. Well, I know it's well, it's replaced. kind of like the first model of his, but down the road, they're going to cut back on production costs, so they're going to want these things to reproduce on their own. If they replaced his arm just because, I don't know if they would have kept anything else. Yeah. His dick is probably shot off anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't show that close. <laughs> <laughs> Did they mention how he gets rid of waste? They talk about how he eats, like they fed him that paste or whatever. But I forgot if they said... You know how his system kind of works. I don't think he has any waste. I think he uses all of the. He's just a hundred percent efficient. All the baby food just a hundred percent used up. Yeah, I guess. So he does it. Or maybe he. I don't know why does he have to eat. I don't know to, to keep his mouth moving. That paste, that brown paste. Yeah. We still got those human parts. Can't. The more Keep I think about it, the, the more I don't understand why they need a human element at all. Yeah. But yeah. Do, do you know what movie this reminds me of? Chappie. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen Chappie? No. The ED-209's in there, or a knockoff of it. Mm-hmm. And then Chappie's basically Robocop. I see. Not that great. Yeah. Well, didn't you tell me you like hated it the first time and you watched it the second time? And you're like, it's pretty, it's okay. It's pretty good. It, it wasn't, because well, uh, D. Antwerd is a pretty uh, prominently featured, the group D. Antwerd. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know who they were the first time I watched it. So I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> and then I, I found out more about them and I'm like, oh, they're not so bad. Still not a great movie. You know, I think the argument for having that human part of him, though, is just so that he has more humanity than the Ed 209. Mm-hmm. Like, he wouldn't go crazy and kill humans because he's, he's part human, right? Yeah. At least that's Maybe. what they're thinking it was, I think. Yeah. Obviously, they didn't work out all the bugs, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just a prototype. <laughs> So, yeah, they come up with a, a new weapon to fight RoboCop, and it's that cannon rifle. Yeah. 
I think it's powerful. It's a big-ass gun. And that asshole, he blows up the nudie place in the adult bookstore. Yeah, of Fucking all the things asshole. he could blow up, why <laughs> aim at that place? This is nude, 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 and then adult bookstore right next to it. I was waiting for one of the other bad guys to be like, whoa, 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 hold on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking assholes, man. I'm guessing it's not the only one in town. Yeah. It's, Bodeger... it's probably the nudie district. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, what Bogomil gives it to Bodeker, called Dick Jones is Bogomil because he's Bogomil in the Beverly Hills Cop 1 and 2. He's the commanding officer of the uh, Beverly Hills Police Department. Mm. <laughs> Lieutenant Bogomil. Um, that's pretty much Isn't that mainly the bad known guy from. from the Smurfs. Is he in the Smurfs? No, I was I kidding. He has a similar sounding name. Yeah, that guy. I know what you're talking about. I can't think of what the name is, though. It's not that, though. But anyways, yeah, he gives that gun to Bodecker. When Bodecker shows up all cut up in the face and whatnot. Bodecker also got a brand new car. <laughs> you know what he's driving? That brand new 6000 SUX. Yeah. Here's a fun fact. <laughs> oh, is that my cue? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's making fun of the Pontiac 6000, I believe it was. Uh, 6000 SUX is a parody of the Pontiac 6000, rival of the Ford Taurus, which was used as police cars in the movie. Okay. Makes more sense. The old SUX model. By the way, it was Gargamel. It's the bad guy in the Smurfs. Okay. I think he said something else other than Smurfs before. I think it was just Smurfs. I heard okay. Smurfs. Okay. I probably heard Smurfs and then thought of something else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's probably what the problem was. Anyways. Um, was it Donnie Darko? Because they talk about Gargamel no. and Donnie Darko. <laughs> no. Well aware of that conversation, but no, that, that wasn't it. I think I was thinking of Alvin and the Chipmunks in my head when you said Smurfs. Mm. I was confused. Yeah. Old Alvin and the Chipmunks. His name's Dave. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know. Anybody with a like a name starts with a G or a, sounds like it? Is there even a villain in Elvin and the Chipmunks? I don't think so. It's like the neighbor or something. Are we talking the movie? Just any version. Yeah, I don't know. No. The one I remember the most is where they're trying to race around the world in a hot air balloon. Mm. Must have been a riveting episode. Did they do oh, it that was in, a movie. Did they do it oh, in 80 days? animated movie. Mm. 80 days? Did they do it in 80 days? I don't remember. It's been too long. I heard, I heard they did that we should, twice. We should do an episode <laughs> on that movie. I don't know the about The Jackie that. Chan version? <laughs> what? The Jackie Chan version? Around the world in 80 days? Oh, you're still talking about Elvin and Chipmunks. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I think we'll skip that. Is that, is <laughs> it that was chip, quality. Was that Chipwrecked? <laughs> <laughs> the Squeakwool? Is it a squeak wall? I don't know. <laughs> this was like probably late 80s. <laughs> oh, it's not one of the new ones. The no. animated one. Before the squeak walls. Yeah. <laughs> I thought they got shipwrecked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they're uh, testing out this new... Wait, shipwrecked? Like Chip and Dale? Like chipmunks. All oh, right, they're chipmunks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, they're testing out this new rocket rifle gun. Yeah, it's a big ass gun, mm-hmm. and uh, they seem to like it. 
favorite line of the whole movie <laughs> did that dude drop an f-bomb in there too yeah i thought he did <laughs> um did you notice in the beginning of that little clip there i think it's uh Bodecker in the background is just like ha <laughs> <laughs> so i'm like yeah you see let's play it again <laughs> I think Red, doesn't he do that as Red Foreman too sometimes? It's just a familiar sound. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Or like when he's laughing, I think he kind of ends his laugh with that or something. Yeah. Well, he just doesn't laugh too much. Yeah. Sure. Seems like he would say something like a smart ass comment to Eric and then just be like, ha. <laughs> yeah. He know. wouldn't go so far as to go, nah. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds yeah. like, you know, a 40s or 50s bad guy. And it's <laughs> yeah. Really, uh, yeah. You see? The wise Mah. guy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, that brings us to the end because he makes pretty short work of Bodecker and his, and his merry men. So, wait. I was confused. So... Robocop goes and fixes himself up at yeah. this random warehouse. Like, is there a reason that they were in that specific place? That's where he was know. killed, was it not? Oh, is that why they were there? I think it was where he was killed. So does that explain why all the bad yeah. guys show up right there? It seems well, they like had it. a tracker on Robocop. Yeah. Oh. And I'm sure right, they right. wanted to... The OCP probably wanted to destroy him because they... Missed out on his chance when ED209 fails. Yeah. And so they're probably thinking they can hide there. Well, old Dick Jones, he wants his ED209 to be in production. Mm -hmm. And he wants to prove that Robocop is a piece of shit. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Robocop makes pretty short work of everyone. He even, uh, his partner helps out a little bit. And he hops in that, uh, a crane and drops a whole bunch of shit on top of let's see was it ray weiss yeah he gets stuff dropped robocop then gets stuff oh yeah i'm sorry ray, ray weiss, weiss hops in, in the, robocop ray weiss uh yeah hops in the crane and drops a whole bunch of basically scrap metal we're gonna skip over the toxic waste yeah dude turns into the toxic avenger <laughs> Almost. That was the, the guy best. who likes it really yeah. a lot. Yeah. Oh, I like it. His name's Emil. <laughs> I thought he died at the gas station. I wrote down that he died at the gas station. No, not but that then guy. he showed up like twice later, so apparently he did not die. No. But then he gets... <laughs> Bodeker just drives right through him. Yeah. He just <laughs> explodes all over the windshield. Yeah, that was pretty great. Yeah. It was pretty amazing. But after Super. he gets... When he gets melted and stuff, I thought that was the best special effects in the whole movie. Yeah. Love those he looked pretty things. gross. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's kind of a showdown in a, not a gravel pit, but it seems like it's in the bottom of a, I don't know, almost like a gravel pit. Yeah. It looked like a construction site that had been mm-hmm. abandoned or something. Like there are all these yeah. random materials sitting around. So Ray Rice drops a whole bunch of scrap metal on top of Robocop. Mm-hmm. And they're just about to kill Nancy Allen, but... Once you know it, their plan is thwarted. Mm-hmm. 
Wouldn't you know it? Shocker. RoboCop and her make it out alive. Well, didn't see that coming. And then uh, he heads back over to OCP, yeah, you know me, and blows the hell out of ED-209 with that big missile gun rifle <laughs> and then heads upstairs to confront Dick Jones again. Yep. Even though his, the fourth primary directive is still being enforced in his... And he can, there's no way around that. He can't, like, short-circuit himself or anything like that. Because he'd die if he did that. <laughs> so I have a little clip from that. Because whatever happens, this corporation will live up to the guiding principles of its founder. Courage. Strength. Conviction. <laughs> We will meet each new challenge with the same aggressive attitude. How can we help you, officer? Dick Jones is wanted for murder. This is absurd. That thing is a violent mechanical psychopath. My program will not allow me to act against an officer of this company. These are serious charges. What is your evidence? I had to kill Bob Morton because he made a mistake. Now it's time to erase that mistake. I had to kill Bob Morton because he made a mistake. Now it's time to erase that mistake. I want a chopper, now! We will walk to the roof very calmly. I will board the chopper with my hostage. Anybody tries to stop me? The old geezer gets it. Dick, you're fired! Thank you. That's how they get around the prime directive. Mm. You're fired. Thank Packard you. saves the day. <laughs> Apparently all computers in the future have a hole where you can put in a big metal spike and yeah. <laughs> interface with it somehow. That does seem to be kind of a trope. It's awfully Is convenient. It? Yeah. A little bit. Is that in other movies? That kind of... Yep. Well, yeah, I guess just yeah. I mean, R2-D2's just sticking yep. his little mm-hmm. probe into That's things. probably what I'm mostly thinking of, but... Yeah. I've seen it in other stuff, too. Like, for example, it's not a spiky thing, but a, a little sphere. Like in the new Blade Runner 2049, terabytes worth of data is all shrunken down and placed into these little spherical balls. Mm-hmm. And that seems like it's kind of a trope, too, or different movies. And like Westworld, they have all this information around these little balls. Um, there's a bunch of there's some other movies where they have you know almost like damn near an infinite amount of information that can be put in like a little ball mm-hmm. you know, that a little machine will read. Um, but yeah, seems like in the '80s it was like a big spike or something that you plugged in <laughs> yeah. to something. You just needed to put in a jack, and then it was like ah, we can read it right from here. Yeah. RoboCop was the first cop to have a body camera. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, and he solved so many crimes that way yeah and he didn't turn it off it was convenient (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, I noticed that all the criminals were white <laughs> in old Detroit. Yeah, what's the deal? This is not a realistic view of Detroit here. I don't, yeah, I don't know what the demographics in old Detroit in whatever year Robocop is set in is, but... Well, it's, a, it's just another theme for the movie, gentrification, you know? So we get all these white people moving in and wrecking everything. Well, Delta City, they at one point they admitted that Delta City was just a way to sell more drugs to, like, the construction workers and shit. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't think the old man would go for it. Dick Jones yeah. is like... Now we're going to push this Delta City. Well, and that's one of the reasons why he wanted to clear out all the criminals, because then he could have the, you know, monopoly on the, all the, you know, narcotics trade in the in the new city. Mm-hmm. That Dick Jones. Fuck Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Who asks, uh, asks Robocop his name at the end? Um, Name's I Murphy think, I think the old man does Okay Well what's your name officer Is that what he says Something like that Murphy And then just Cuts to credits <laughs> With the, some of the score Comes back in Freeze frame Yeah I gotta love those <laughs> 80's Cut to credits scenes Well you had to come back mm-hmm. For Robocop 2 mm-hmm. I don't remember a lot Of Robocop 2 But I've seen it Yeah I've, I haven't seen 2 or 3 It's not bad or the remake. Not as good as the, the original, but it's still Robocop. Yeah, I've heard two is pretty good and three sucks. But I guess I don't know for sure. I haven't seen it. I can't judge. Uh, yeah. Who am I to judge? I'm just a guy with a judgy movie podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Not that judgy. You always find the silver lining. Of course. Here's a fun fact. That's from Silver Linings Playbook. That's a fun fact. Ooh. <laughs> There you go. All right. Any other, any other fun facts, or Jason? Oh Brett? sure, we got a whole list of them. Well, you don't have to do all of them; just the ones that you like. Yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody! Here's some fun facts. When the director first saw the script, he only glanced at it before throwing it in the trash in disgust. Mm. Movie studio and his wife had to convince him to finish reading it, and then he liked it. Oh, I. L- I didn't say this one after we started recording, right? Peter Weller tried to stay in character on set, responding only to Robo, <laughs> but he abandoned his plan after the cast and crew kept making fun of him. I would have too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, shut up. As they should have. Shut yeah. up, Peter. <laughs> uh, Clarence Boddicker's rimless glasses were supposed to make him look like Nazi leader Heinrich Himmler. Uh, film was mostly... Filmed in Dallas. The only real shot in Detroit <laughs> was an aerial shot in the opening, and that's stock footage. That makes sense. Uh, the Robocop suits cost $1 million, most expensive objects in the entire movie. A set of ED-209, although I have a suspicion that it was somewhat partially a, a model, like a, a smaller model, like yeah. a scale, or that they blew up for the... Stop motion and then the what, rear projection that they use. Mm-hmm. There's a picture here of the director standing in front of a life-size model of the thing. I must have figured out a way to make it pretty cheaply. The thing or the suit? Ed 209, <laughs> that thing. Okay. Um, oh, RoboCop's first directive, Serve the Public Trust, was inspired by a fortune cookie, apparently. Hmm. 
kind of fun. Do you remember that infrared scene? Yeah, there's a the hostage. Yeah, he's scanning. Yeah. Around. So they didn't actually use infrared for filming that. The scene was filmed under black light with fluorescent body paint on the nude actors. Huh. Yeah. That, that almost sense. sounds like more expensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, black lights are cheap, but I don't know. It's probably so you could get a look at all the naked uh, actors. <laughs> Paul Verhoeven. Just couldn't get enough. He had to go make showgirls after that. <laughs> Hashtag times up. Times up, Paul Verhoeven. <laughs> we kind of glossed over it, but how about that wingspan on Dick Jones? <laughs> right. <laughs> Look like a monkey. <laughs> Chimpanzee Falling flying out death. the window. Good thing he's white, because that would have sounded terrible. Yeah, I don't even know how they did that, because it just... <laughs> his arms are, like, <laughs> yeah. longer than his legs. You're not allowed to compare people to, <laughs> to apes and monkeys. Unless they're white, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what, what they what they used for that effect because it looks like dog shit. Yeah, it's really bad. What the, they should have just like, dropped a dummy out. It almost looks like claymation. <laughs> yeah, it does. That could be no. it. Stop Seems motion. like they could have easily they not made his arm so long. Then yeah, hmm. looks pretty sweet though. <laughs> could scratch his toes without bending over. <laughs> Yeah, you could do a lot with those arms. <laughs> like a gorilla. Like a gorilla. <laughs> oh, I like the Nixon one. Former President Richard Nixon was hired to meet Robocop to promote the home video release. Uh, they gave him $25,000, and he donated it to the Boys and Girls Club. Oh, good guy. <laughs> good guy, that Nixon. Yep. Apparently, there's going to be a RoboCop statue in Detroit as of next year. It's going to be a lead statue? <laughs> Steel, I believe. They filtered all the all the lead out of the water, and they put it together and made a RoboCop statue. Let's put the water on the back burner. We need to get this statue out. Stat. ASAP. That means now. <laughs> get it out there. So, uh, apparently, to promote RoboCop 2... Which uh, I guess Turner must have had some kind of financial interest in. Robocop made an appearance at WCW's Capital Combat <laughs> 1990. <laughs> that wasn't the fun fact I was talking about. This is not what you're talking about? <laughs> Anyways, so uh, I heard a clip from Jim Cornette talking about this. Uh, so they had a match earlier in the night where Jim Cornette had to be locked in a cage so he wouldn't interfere. So that later in the night, Sting could get locked in that same cage by the bad guys. So RoboCop could come out, pull the door off its hinges, and you know fight him off with Sting. And uh, apparently, Peter Weller actually showed up as RoboCop <laughs> for the event. And uh, it, it's pretty hokey. It's one of the the dumber moments in professional wrestling history. Yeah. Pretty infamous. What was the one you wanted me to talk about? You're talking about the keys. Oh yeah, they uh, they said that the not the cheese, the keys. His uh, RoboCop's hands were made out of uh, foam rubber, the gloves. Mm -hmm. So they had a scene where they tossed him some car keys. Took him fifty takes to catch it. (laughs) (laughs) Stanley Kubrick directing or what? (laughs) (laughs) He just couldn't catch the damn keys. 
You didn't catch them right. We're doing it again. No, they said they kept bouncing off his hand. I know, but yeah. <laughs> I could see that. You should have just cut that scene. Yeah. They also Pretty said he cool, couldn't though. he couldn't get in and out of the car. Or he couldn't sit in the car with the full suit on. Uh, so uh so when he was in the car he was basically just wearing the suit from the waist up. And then uh, they wouldn't show him getting in or out. He'd either be all the way in or all the way out. You know, they, they make it a point, uh, almost like the growth of RoboCop, like he learns a couple of things. You know, they kind of proves it at the end when he tells him his name and whatnot. Mm-hmm. They should have worked in a bit or a gag where they taught him to, like, jump and slide over the hood of his car. <laughs> <laughs> so he did it at the end. Name's Murphy and then just fucking slides over and just scratches the shit out of his hood with this metal ass. Well, well, he did unconsciously spin his gun at the gun range. Yep. That's how that's how his partner knew that's Murphy. Because mm-hmm. only Murphy would spin his gun because that's a dumb thing to do as a cop. Yeah. Want to impress his son? Trying to learn. Oh, desperate for his son's affection. <laughs> All right. Any other final thoughts on RoboCop? Do you think they had a funeral for Murphy? Mm, I think it was. Well, I guess technically, like, yeah. Because it would people a, didn't know yeah. that it was Murphy until I guess she it figured it out. Would have been a closed casket, huh? Yeah. Yeah. What did they tell his wife? Did she sign off on that thing? They never really gave her a bunch of money or something. They implied that Murphy agreed to it. How could he have agreed to it, though? Well, I don't know if they just put it in his contract or something that if we ever do this RoboCop thing, then you die. (laughs) We could just make you RoboCop. (laughs) It's probably like saying yes to the iTunes update. Yeah. (laughs) I sent a pad. (laughs) He wanted to donate his body to science, and we're doing science at the police station, so we're going to keep him. That new uh, Family Guy episode, that newer one, when the uh, the social media guru, like, the, is a guy who represents like the douchey millennial. Yeah. Um, he gets hit by a car and dies, but they find out. Uh, he's like, if I if I die, make sure you top up my body and use me for street tacos. He, <laughs> he pulls out his his license and it says like street taco body donor. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's actually really weird because I just read an article, or not an article, it was some a post on Reddit recently where a guy had uh, he'd been in an accident and had to get like his foot amputated, so he invited all his friends over and made his foot into tacos. Oh my god! Why? I think I heard about that, but I didn't read it. Mm-hmm. Just for the experience of tasting human meat, I guess. Isn't that illegal? Only if it's uh, without consent. <laughs> guess. Okay. It's not illegal to eat yourself. I guess. Apparently. Well. I guess that's... What about drinking blood? I don't know. Because that you're consuming part of, like, if I drank your blood, wouldn't that be the same as eating you? Sure. I suppose it depends that. on how you're getting the blood. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I... Like, are you straight from the source? or? You <laughs> I'm not drink... talking about the legality of it. Are I'm just like... wondering if it, it's technically that I'm... Con- Eating him, consuming, because sure. it's the same thing. That counts. You can make blood sausage out of <laughs> blood or something. Well, what if he donated blood and then I like stole it out of the truck, out of the cooler well, or then something? You and then you would be missing consent, so well, I would sue you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't gots to know about it. Could be our milk. 
a Billy Madison reference. Sure. I joke, I joke, I joke. Why you not know joke when you hear joke? What did you call it? Our milk? Uh, our milk. Our milk. He goes, <laughs> you want some of this milk? And uh, Veronica Vaughn says, that milk belongs to that classroom. He says, ooh, but they don't got to know about it. Could <laughs> could be our milk. <laughs> she says, no milk will ever be our milk. <laughs> okay, yeah, that <laughs> rings a bell. <laughs> How about you, Sideburns? You want some of this milk? The janitor comes walking by. You know? <laughs> Rather have a beer. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Billy Madison. Go see it. All right. Um, anything else? That's all I got. I think we covered it pretty well. That's about it. RoboCop. I give it an eventually. I think this is a worthwhile movie to see. We didn't rate Stand By Me, but I would have rated Stand By Me eventually as well. I'd agree with that. Yeah. You give this an eventually, Jason? Sure. Yeah. No, it is an old movie. Yeah. (laughs) I mean... Eventually. It's a classic. Mm Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it hasn't aged well, the special effects and just, you know, all these cliches in there that you've seen in every other 80s movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's worth watching just I think the social is, commentary but... is what gives it the lasting power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's always fun to see old movies predicting the future that's yep. supposed to be happening, like, right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think the violence really uh, stands up. Yeah, love the squibs. Now that they just fucking do digital squibs now, it looks so shitty. It does. It's like a there red mist that pops out of people mm-hmm. and it's like disappears immediately. And like your clothes aren't bloody, but I just saw blood shoot out of them. So <laughs> you don't even have a hole in your shirt. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well. I think that'll do it for us here at WTM Watch This Movie. You can reach out to us. Please email at watchthismovie at yahoo.com. Follow us on Twitter at watchthis underscore movie. Check out our website at wtmwatchthismovie.com. And please rate and or review. And please subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher. Other than that, we will check you later. Check you later. Bye. Wait, man, why are you always such a dork, man? What are you talking about? Check you later. Check you later. (laughs) Hey, man, you lost my case.